weight loss and the question researchers aren't asking. This is the Weight and Healthcare newsletter. If you appreciate the content here, please consider supporting the newsletter by subscribing and or sharing. Today I'll start with a few scenarios. Note that they all include weight loss talk, so please take care of yourself. A doctor tells a fat patient to eat less and exercise more. A doctor recommends that a fat patient swallow a balloon to take up room in their stomach. A doctor prescribes Wagovi for weight loss because it helps disrupt the body's hunger signals. A doctor prescribes an appetite suppressant to a fat patient for weight loss. A doctor prescribed, when it was still available, the FDA-approved Aspire Assist, in which a tube was placed in the patient's stomach connected to a port on the outside. After each meal, the patient used the tube and a handheld device to pump the food directly out of their stomach and into the toilet prior to digestion. These are some of the many so-called healthcare interventions that stem from the debunked calories-in-calories-out model of weight loss, based on the idea that if someone eats less fuel than their body needs, it will consume itself and become permanently smaller. Now, there's about a century of research showing that the most common outcome will be that people lose weight short-term and then regain it long-term as their bodies adjust to food restriction and change physiologically in order to become weight-maintaining, weight-regaining machines. Then there is the deeply flawed research, often funded and or conducted by the weight loss industry, that uses a number of methods to try to obfuscate the abject failure of these weight loss interventions. In all of this, there is a question that is almost never even asked, certainly not by the weight loss industry. Are the people following these weight loss interventions getting enough actual nutrition? Almost all of the weight loss interventions based on calories in, calories out, and appetite suppression just assume that fat people should eat less food than they need or less food than they're eating now. Not only is this unscientific, it can be dangerous. It can lead to a failure to identify or even screen for, and sadly, in some cases, even believe that there are, eating disorders in higher weight people. It can also lead people to believe that somehow weight loss by any means necessary is more important than fat people actually being nourished. Interventions like the Aspire Assist literally assume without evidence that fat people don't need a recommended 30% of the food that they eat and it can be removed without discernment. This gets even more concerning when we talk about the scourge of very low calorie diets where people can get 800 or even fewer calories a day. This thin by any means necessary belief means that whether or not fat people who are put on these interventions are actually getting adequate nutrition is not tracked. Follow-up appointments typically consist of nothing more than a weigh-in. With drugs like Wagovi, people report forgetting to eat or never wanting to eat and believing that's a, quote, normal relationship with food. Pro tip, it's not. Our bodies have hunger signals for a reason, and assuming that fat people don't need to be able to perceive them is, again, unscientific and incredibly harmful. The belief that thinner people should have access to the nutrition they need to survive and thrive but fat people just need enough calories not to die, is pure weight stigma, incredibly common, and can be fatal. Testing, or hey, even caring about, nutritional deficiencies during weight loss interventions would be better. But the true solution is to move to a weight-neutral paradigm where understanding that health is not an obligation, barometer of worthiness, or entirely within our control, the focus of healthcare is on supporting the health of people of all sizes. Not on health for thin people, but thinness by any means or method, however dangerous, unscientific, or ill-advised, for fat people. Did you find this post helpful? 
If you value my work, you can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and the work that goes into it and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.